There are many different kinds of organizations that benefit from comprehensive communication strategies and systems such as digital signage. One of those types of organizations that really gets a lot of mileage out of digital signage is the higher education market. We're talking about uh, universities, colleges, junior colleges, community colleges, things like this. So we're going to talk about some of the specifics on how that industry uses digital signage, what some of the challenges that are unique to that sector are, and uh, some examples and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know what we're going to do by now, I hope. To help me in this endeavor, I have Dave Leo, Region Manager for the North Central United States for Physics Incorporated. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hey, Derek. Good morning. Uh, Same to you. All right, I'd like to thank Dave for talking to me today, and I'd like to thank everybody out there, of course, for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. So higher educational facilities, Dave, whether it's a single building or it's a bunch of buildings spread out over a campus or even on multiple campuses and buildings throughout a region, like a lot of them are using digital signage to reach out to this young digital native audience that uh, that is pretty much that's what their student body is. They're all walking around with a screen in their hand anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Higher education has been one of the early adopters of digital signage as a platform of technology. They understood 10, 15 years ago that, hey, it's a great way to reach this broad audience that's constantly on the move in between classrooms. You know, back then, mobile phones weren't so prominent. So it was definitely a, a high value commodity to have digital signage. And even today, they still see the value in it for the advancements that uh, you know, the technology has achieved over those years. So yeah, higher education is a, is a huge digital signage space. And uh, like you mentioned, small, medium, large campuses, doesn't matter. They all have the same needs and the same mm-hmm. mission, which is educate, inform, and alert the student body, staff, and visitors. It's a little bit unique because I, I kind of imagine that there are three audience types. You've got your student body, then you have your faculty, the people who actually work in the school, and then you have visitors, parents, uh, pr- prospective uh, donors or prospective students or, or even visiting sports teams or what have you. So you have and then you have sports teams, you have drama club, you got chess club, you got uh, all these different little things going on on campus, but they all use this one communications platform. Yes. And that's where the right solution really comes into play, the the correct digital signage platform, because having the ability to scale, go from one display to hundreds to thousands quickly, easily as this grows, which it usually does, and to localize the content based on, you know, showing to visitors in the student union or in the residence hall lobby where they're doing tours or, you know, students in their particular departments and classrooms or athletes in the athletic building. So yeah, having this broad platform, but that could still be localized and targeted is, is critical. So what kind of stuff are people putting up on, uh, 
the screens, I mean, uh, give me some examples of what might be sort of typical university or college campus uh, digital signage messages. The number one tends to be event information sure. because there's so many events changing all the time on campus, whether it's social events, athletics, um, you know, job search forums, that kind of thing. So it's really a, an ongoing round robin of, hey, here's the new event this week, this day, this hour. So the ability to show that either by publishing just slides, you know, graphic slides or PowerPoints or video formats, or better yet, integrating with the campus uh, calendar platforms. Popular ones are like Exchange 365, Google Calendar, EMS, CollegeNet, just to name a few. Mm. So showing that live event information tends to be the the number one need for campuses. Right. And when you're integrating with a calendar system, because you're going to, you know, if the room changes, if the day changes, if the time changes, you're going to update it there anyway. So if it's already, if the digital signage is already pulling from that calendar, it just updates the message. Exactly. Yep. Integration, automation, that's the beauty of the product. It doesn't require someone to babysit the system and constantly upload content if we're tying into those calendars that already exist. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's come a long way. I think some people still have this idea in their minds that maybe, you know, digital signage is a a laptop hooked up to a television screen via cable playing a PowerPoint presentation series of slides and it's like no no it's it's way more than that now (laughs) yes yeah that's that's the dark ages of digital signage we've (laughs) gone far beyond that what are some of the kind of unique challenges that uh, the education market faces i would imagine one of them would be because you've got this incredibly diverse audience and they could be in multiple locations and they're very much on the move too. They're very much going from this place to this place to this place. It would seem to me that would be one of the number one uh, difficulties. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that actually is kind of the core challenge of a lot of vertical markets, not just higher education, is getting the right content managers, the users mm-hmm. of the system, getting them a, a, to adopt it and embrace it as a new communications tool. And then to have those kind of micro um, content managers in the different departments, in the different areas around the campus. Some schools do a great job at this and can really rally those. And some, you know, really need a, a good vendor to, to help with training and motivation and support. Uh, but those that get it can do a fantastic job and really use the platform the way it should be. Sure. I know I've spoken to some universities where they've actually sort of brought in the students. Students create content, students schedule content, they even sometimes have students managing the system. It's kind of like, hey, while you're here, here's an actual skill that we're teaching you in addition to it. And and uh, is that common or is that just a, sort of a one-off? Well, it's a genius idea, Derek. And I, I love any college that actually implements that, but it is rare. Um, mm. I, I see the benefits, just like you mentioned. You can make this a quasi training for graphics design students. You know, this is seriously. It could be. It could be a class. Absolutely. I mean, it should be. So I, I get that. You get that. Um, it's 
the, the fear is that, oh no, we don't want students controlling this and putting content, even though most of the enterprise platforms have some type of gatekeeper, have controls or approval process for content. So they're not going to put wrong information up if you put in those fail safes. If you can get students involved and they're pushing content that gets approved to the screen, how more engaged are they going to be looking around the screens on campus? They're going to want to look at them all the time because that's the content they created. So yeah, I, I hope more colleges embrace that concept. I mean, one way to safeguard that content from uh, from becoming a bit too risque or off-color or just inaccurate, obviously would be to use templates. Yep, templates uh, not only speed up the content creation process because let's face it, not everybody is you know a, a proficient at designing in Photoshop or PowerPoint mm. and you can't make good looking content. So by templates, absolutely, the design work is done and me, the content creator, just type in the message. Now still, we need some approval on the copy if that is uh, correct, has profanity and whatnot. But again, there <laughs> could be fail safes in the software that prevent that. But yeah, as far as speed and ease of use, templates are fantastic. I know I spoke to a university not long ago where they had the students for the different student clubs and student body uh, events and organizations and sub-organizations. They would create the message according to certain specifications, and then they would email it to the manager, and then the manager would say, yes, that's right, or oh, it looks terrible, or hey, you misspelled you know, John, and send it back. And then that person would go ahead and do the actual scheduling and, and putting it into the system. But the students created uh, the whole thing and they actually charged, like the chess club, a dollar. For a dollar, we'll put it up once a week for three weeks. For five dollars, we'll put it up three times a week for five weeks or what have you. So it became a revenue stream as well. And the students didn't mind because the cost was so minimal. I've heard of a few colleges doing that with their own student groups. And you're right, the, it is such a affordable process that it's, it's no big deal. And even those departments have their own little budget. So they just budget for that. It's advertisement for them. But yeah, even going beyond that, getting either local or national vendors to do advertising, mm. that is a whole nother world in itself. I mean, what if you can essentially pay for the digital signage system, any support and maintenance, and then some? What if you can profit from your digital signage just by getting a few vendors, you know, the local pizza shop, coffee shop, whoever, even national vendors like, you know, soda vendors. I do have a couple large campuses that are aggressively looking into that. Mm. Not to take over the entire screen with ads, but to creatively put it on the screen somewhere almost subliminally, but still they're getting their ad revenue from that. What about wayfinding? Do a lot of universities use wayfinding? Like Absolutely. I mean, even some of the smaller community colleges have really embraced interactive wayfinding um, hmm. because it can be challenging and possibly they don't have you know the resources on their own website to show a up-to-date campus map or an interactive map. So they simply don't have a way to tell people where the athletics building, the student union is. So yeah, a lot of these colleges will put one or more touchscreen displays in the heavily trafficked areas that allow people to find the right professor, the right apartment, school. Sure. Yeah. You walk around going, where the heck is the registration office? Oh, <laughs> the screen just told me. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating. I mean, you're excited to get on campus if you're a new student or if you're visiting your you know, you're a kid and you want to find them and now you're lost for a half hour. That's that's not a good experience. So getting people yeah. to their right point of interest is pretty important. 
uh, I sometimes think about um, multi-language capabilities. Do you see places doing that? For example, a friend of mine went to a university in Springfield, Indiana, or somewhere in Indiana, which bizarrely enough has the largest Tibetan population in the world outside of Tibet. And she said they had materials, they had stuff out there on campus in Tibetan. Definitely. Um, not only with just digital signage, but also the interactive wayfinding, the ability to click a button and it switches to Spanish, which is very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the north central region of the U.S. And believe it or not, there's a large you know, Spanish population here, especially in the rural areas. Mm. And that is almost a requirement on a lot of these interactive wayfinding that it does uh, flip to Spanish at the at the press of a button. And then you're sure. right, there's definitely some other micro um, geographic locations out there that do have these unique language like, you know, Tibetan. So you said very often they'll put uh, wayfinding, interactive wayfinding screens in high traffic areas. We're talking like, uh, like lobbies, uh, where else? What are some other places you'll find stuff like that? Typically, it's going to be in the the main traffic areas, you know, the admissions office. That's typically Mm. where new students are going. So, yeah, the admissions lobby right by the reception desk or in replace of a receptionist in some cases. The student union is always another natural, natural progression where people collaborate and there's a bookstore and, you know, the, the mm. social gathering for campus. So those are the two hot spots. And you really want to position that kiosk where people have to walk around it. You know, you don't want it stuck on the back wall somewhere where it's ignored. You almost wanted uh, freestanding right in the middle of the walkway because that's the goal. You want to get people to see it, touch it and navigate what about in, say, food court or cafeteria areas? Uh, do you see uh, use of menu boards where they put up not just the menu of the day uh, and the price list, but the uh, nutritional information? Here, Here's what's coming up. Don't forget Taco Tuesdays is starting next week. Things like this, specials, half-off donuts because they're going to go bad, things like that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Actually, every campus has digital menu boards, even the smallest ones I have in South South Dakota. Really? Um, they use uh, you know, the technology. Yeah. Um, so you'd be surprised. It, it, it is a not only a, a key target for, for getting the information live to people, but you have a recurring rotation of an audience that's coming in there multiple times a day on a schedule. So that information has to be up to date, reliable, relevant, the prices, the promotional stuff, and to be changing printed menus and that frequency is a nightmare. So it, yeah. digital menus are, are critical on colleges, absolutely. Especially get some really nice high quality pictures and, you know, 20 year olds i remember being 20 kind of and uh i'm pretty sure i was hungry all the time <laughs> you know well, it, it does help sell the the product you know you put a nice photo of the actual food that you're going to buy and you're more inclined to buy that instead of just text so yeah images and really great photography um is very important in selling it now you mentioned uh, athletics as well earlier obviously most colleges have uh you know sports teams 
uh, sometimes multiple sports teams. Lots and lots of people go there, not just people who have some skin in the game, such as it were, which means players, faculty, parents, but even members of the general public and the opposing teams will come there as well. Um, Do you see kind of a different way to use digital signage technology in those environments? Yeah, even a lot of my uh, higher ed clients will put digital signs in the locker room of the athletics department. There you're you're getting them real information about, you know, nutrition information, uh, the the gym schedule, the practice schedule, all live up-to-date relevant information for the athletes. So that targeted audience in the locker room is, is great. Now, one of the key things I should think for a large environment like this, where people are coming and going from all over the place, would be uh, alerts, obviously, because, you know, hey, there's a tornado coming. No, that would be useful to know. Maybe I'm in a building and I don't see the sky turn green. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, and this is no laughing matter, actually. You know, the, the ability to turn your just, you know, events and advertising screens into a critical alert message that gives clear and precise instructions to everybody of where to go and what to do in a weather event, in a, you know, a building specific event like a fire, or heaven forbid, a a mass shooter, which unfortunately does happen. Mm. So to leverage this campus network of signs, if you have a hundred signs on your campus, Now, you've got 100 signs that tell people where to go and what to do. The power of that is enormous. So yes, colleges are embracing this and um, typically leveraging the integration of their digital signage platform with an existing mass notification system that they already have. So they they tie in together. It's one unified system. They press a button and boom, the screen's changed to that message. I assume that they can also localize and target the different uh, areas of campus and the, the digital signs therein. Like if there's a fire, you know, over in the southeast corner, maybe the people in the uh, opposite side of campus don't need to know about it. Exactly. Yeah, the larger the campus, they'll probably want to group their displays or media players into zones so that the zone-specific alerts only go to that area. You're right. We don't want to scare the wrong side of the campus if it doesn't matter, Um, but have that flexibility to do global, local, and groups of alerts is very important. You know, I've often wondered if it would be a good idea, or maybe there are some universities out there doing this, to, to use the digital signs to sort of support the curriculum, not just say, hey, this is, you know, the deadline to sign up for this class or this club or whatever, but even to support what's being taught in the classrooms. Like, hey, today in history, we covered, you know, uh, this event from uh, 1905 and then hey now we're starting to see some little reminder messages about that going up because the teacher has informed the uh, digital signage managers that okay I've, I've reached this part in my curriculum plan stick those messages up as a sort of a reminder yes those are few and far between but i have seen them and it it makes a lot of sense because talk about a captive audience when you've got a classroom full of students uh, maybe before and after the lecture your projector your display Mm. turns into the digital signage content and it's it's localized for that professor that he or she has scheduled their content to do exactly what you said reminders alerts notices you know, before and after the presentation, it's digital signage. 
And that has been successfully done. Another key area is right as they enter the classroom and the auditorium, small digital signs or room signs where you can mm. display not only the, the schedule of events, you know, when your particular class is going on or if it's canceled or moved or reminders about upcoming, you know, tests. So targeting right there outside of the, the classroom is another key, key spot. Uh, you know, it, it also occurs to me that a lot of universities sort of depend on donations, or at least uh, it's a large part of uh, how they get some of their funding. Uh, I would imagine that certainly some of the larger ones, but even smaller ones, they might have pretty comprehensive donor boards as well. Yeah, almost every campus does. It may be as small as a little, you know, plaque on the wall with just, you know, some some etched names of donors, or it could be a, literally an entire technology that they want to modernize and make it easier and more affordable, actually, to update mm. and make it more dynamic and engaging. And most of these universities have their own foundation departments. So they have their own oh, funding. Of course they do. Funding. Yeah. It's, their, it's kind of their own world. They, they're focusing on getting donors. So to make that a digital and oftentimes interactive experience to search for donors and different levels and names of the donors, um, it's, a, it's a very smart way to do that. Like we call it a donor board, but it's not a special piece of equipment. It's just a donor board because that's what you're putting on it, you know. Uh, it could be almost like a little showcase, like, hey, here are our donors. Hey, here's what you get if you donate. Hey, here are past people. Here's some of our history. Here are some of our alumni. You know, like it can be a real little showcase right there in an, on an interactive digital sign. Yeah, absolutely. And as much as people say they don't want to see their names or, you know, <laughs> they don't want to publicize how much they've given, I think a lot of people really do. So it, it'd be cool to see your name up there, your photo, a video, a, maybe a little congratulations and a thank you for, for donating. And also, you mentioned, you know, you know showing a famous alumni and the history. So it could be tied into more of an informational display versus just a donor display. And when it's not being, as if it's interactive, when it's not being used, it's also just another digital sign for the general, you know, messages. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Dual purpose. Why not? Okay. So let's say that I've been just handed the digital signage system uh, responsibility for it. What are some of the unique things I'm going to have to watch out for? What are some of the pitfalls and dangers? I'd say the number one thing is make sure your content the, what you've selected, if it's a video, a PowerPoint, whatever your piece of content is, the template, that it is going to play on the right screen that you want it to go. So going to the correct playlist or player into the system is critical. Let's make sure that not only do you as the user have the rights to put it on that particular display, but you're, you're cognizant enough to put it in the right place. So that, that's pretty important. And then secondarily is that you schedule it when it's supposed to start and stop. You know, most messages are date specific. So we want to start that message perhaps today and then stop it as soon as that, that event is, is gone, is expired. We don't want to play the Christmas message during the summertime. It just doesn't make sense and confuses people. So if you've got Christmas up in July and you didn't mean to do that, it kind of takes away the authority of the whole system. They just go, well, I'm not paying attention to that. These, those people don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, good digital signage that is scheduled appropriately has a positive impact. Bad content that is, you know, old, outdated, looks bad, has a negative impact. So yeah, you've got to do it right for it to be a, a powerful tool. 
So what are some of the coolest ways you've seen uh, universities and, and colleges using digital signage? One of my favorite projects was a, a, a larger uh, deployment, a big campus in, in the Midwest. They wanted an engaging way to showcase and give tours for the residence halls on campuses. Because mm. traditionally, you sign up with a, a student and you walk around to all of the you know, dormitories, and, and this is a day-long process, right? So you're dedicating one staff member to maybe one or two families. So it requires a lot of human interaction and time. Well, we converted that whole experience to a digital one. And mm. in their residence hall, they're one of their main halls, they have a large touchscreen. And now it's almost a residence hall wayfinder. Not only where they located on campus, but floor plans, photos wow. of all the halls, prices, so it's almost a sales aid for the employee. Mm. And quickly, you can navigate the entire campus of every residence hall in a matter of minutes, where it would normally take you all day. So right. that was probably one of the coolest ones I've done recently. I mean, that's a, I think that's a great way of using the technology in a way that's unique to that technology. You couldn't do that. You couldn't even do that on a website. I guess you could, but you kind of have to leave it up to the person, you know, to uh, figure out how to navigate through your virtual tour. And a lot of those virtual tours are terrible, let's face it. Yeah, and the virtual tours are fine if you're just getting general information at your home, on your computer. But when you're on campus, you don't have your laptop in your hands and it probably doesn't work well or even look good on your phone. So having those touchscreens local um, right there in front of you, it's its a different experience. It's the right experience to get people that, that information. Well, and too, like you said, you're on campus. So if, if father says, oh, well, that's fantastic. Uh, can we physically go there right now? The answer is yes, it's just down here. Let's use the digital wayfinding to figure out how to get there. Yeah, why not? And you know what? In addition to that, you talk about everybody's got a phone. Well, what if the wayfinding could send you directions and tell you how to get there by turn-by-turn -turn navigation, or even you scan a QR code on the wayfinder and you get the entire kiosk on your phone and now you're taking the kiosk with you as you walk around campus all those things are possible that's cool i mean that's the thing i think we're going to see more and more of this not just in uh universities but everywhere is we're going to see more integration more blurring of the lines between uh, we're basically just going to have digital stuff around us all the time right everywhere I hope we so. go <laughs> So what would be what would be some of your sage advice since you've been doing this so long to uh, someone who is considering uh, adopting digital signage for their uh, university or college? Well, selecting the right vendor and not necessarily mm. the right solution that certainly comes into play, the right product, but actually the right people behind the product is is just as important. You know, I've had clients that have been with me for fifteen years and they keep upgrading it. And on the opposite, I've seen them, other clients, you know, purchase my competitors. And sometimes uh, the experience is lackluster. There is no training. Support is almost not there. They can't get a hold of people at the vendor. And maybe they go out of business or they didn't weather the COVID storm. So go with an experienced company that has expertise in the university field, uh, has a long resume of other clients even nearby that you can talk to and we encourage you to. And that, you know, we get good testimonials that you can verify that their support is great and their training's mm -hmm. awesome. And you have a local rep you can call. So all these things do matter in addition to having a platform that works well for you. 
Right, because this is not a, a, a buy it and it's done kind of a thing. It's not a pair of shoes, you know. It's, uh, oh, well, if that wore out, I guess I'll buy a new version. The digital signage is really a process. It's going to be constantly updating their software updates, driver updates. Eventually, hardware burns out, has to be replaced, or, or there's new stuff that's available that allows you to do things that you couldn't even think of you know, two years ago, now the software does this or it's on the cloud. You don't even need to have a server room anymore and you can have it hosted someplace else. And so it's a it's a process. It's a constantly evolving thing. Yeah. Digital signage is just another communications platform. It's like phone systems, websites, other communication systems that don't go away. They may evolve and grow but you don't abandon them. People are still using phones and teleconferencing and websites. Even my clients that are 15 plus years old will attest to that. And again, I think it's also very important for when you have a, a young audience like this, it's not just that they are tech savvy now, but these are the people who are going to be in charge, you know, like it or lump it in 10, 20 years. And so they're the ones who are going to be evolving all of this stuff. So why not give them as much as possible to stimulate as many different things in their minds as, as you can? Yes, yeah, certainly. Campus, college campuses, that's exactly where we should be giving our young minds the most information as quickly and as dynamically as possible. And digital signage does exactly that. I could not agree more. Well, super interesting stuff. If you are a university or college and you are not using digital signage, maybe it's time to start seriously considering doing so. All right. Uh, hey, thank you very much for talking to me today, Dave. Yeah, it was my pleasure, Derek. This was fun. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. And uh, thank you, everybody out there for listening. Don't forget, you can go to the uh, Physics website under resources, podcasts, and see a transcript of this conversation. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media. <laughs>